Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. minutes our musicians everybody just stay where you are I want to just um, drop something in your heart that I feel like the Lord dropped in mine a few days ago when I was reading some scripture found in the book of Joshua chapter 9 we're talking about this morning from Joshua and the Exodus journey and entering into the promised land there was just a story it's a familiar story to many if not most but I just want to, maybe with the help of the Lord, take just a minute or, or so and a few minutes and, and uh, underline something in our heart. The Bible, I'm going to be in Joshua chapter 9 and uh, verse number 3. Obviously, the word of the children of Israel coming into Canaan and possessing one city after another was getting out. And so as the word of that began to, to, to press forward, there was a very deceitful plan put in action. Very deceitful, but a successful plan to some degree. The Bible says in verse number three, and when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done unto Jericho and to Ai, they did work wilily. And went and made as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks upon their asses and wine bottles, old and rent, bound up, and old shoes clotted upon their feet and old garments upon them. And all of the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. Seems like a very pitiful situation, doesn't it? The Bible says, and they went to Joshua into the camp of Gilgal, and they said unto him, the men of Israel, here's the first lie. We come from a far country. Now therefore make ye a league with us. And the men of Israel, they said nothing. He said, Peradventure you dwell among us, and how shall we make a league with you? And, and they said unto Joshua, We are thy servants. And Joshua said unto them, Who are you? Where do you come from? He, they just begin to reiterate this story. We're from a far country. We've come a long way. It's been a long journey. It's sad and pitiful, all the details that they, that they give him. And uh, verse 12, they said, this, this is our bread. He said, now, we took hot bread for our provision out of our houses on the day that we came forth to go into you. And now, behold, it is dry and moldy. Or in other words, this bread was hot when we left home. 
Oh, look at the condition of, that it's in today. And so these bottles of wine, verse 13, which were filled, they, they were new. And behold, they, were, they, they be rent or they be torn. And these are garments and our shoes. They have become old by the reason of our very long journey. And the men took the victuals and, and asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. Pause. They just took it hook, line, and sinker. And never one time prayed and said, God, is this right? Is this right? You know, so many times in life, situations present themselves and, and the truth of the matter is, is it's just not what you think. There, there's under here, if we peel the layers back, there's more to this story. Sadly, uh, the scripture says that, not to belabor the issue by reading on every line for line, but the scripture says that they made a, a league with them. They, they came into an agreement. They felt sorry for them, and they said, well, you, you'll be ours. And in three days, I'm not sure what happened in that three days, but in three days it came to light the truth. But here's the, the sad conundrum that they found themselves in, Joshua and these men, is the fact that they had already made a league with them. And so now the Lord told them, when you go into the, when you go into the promised land, you are to take it all, and you are to destroy it all to annihilate everything that's there. But, but un, unwittingly, they have committed themselves to the enemy, to someone that should have been destroyed. And so when it, it came to light, there, there were certain uh, things, of course, as punishment. They said that because you have lied to us, you are, all of the days of your life, you're going to be a servant and you're just going to hew wood and you're going to gather water. That's your job. From now on, for generations to come, you're just going to provide wood and you're going to provide water. They were servants and so there was a price extracted, of course, from these men of Gibeon because of their deceit. But I think the point that the Lord just kind of pressed into my spirit this week is the fact that, that because someone reached out and embraced something they'd never even prayed about. They can't get rid of it. They're bound by their own oath. They're bound by their own lips that we can't do anything about this. And so every time someone brought wood, every time someone brought a pail of water, there was a reminder. I didn't pray about that. I didn't pray about that. Someone is taking up space, breathing air, living in a land that, that should have never been theirs. It was not theirs. This is mine. But I did, not, I did not pray and seek the face of the Lord. I was reading this scripture and I began to look into this a little bit deeper. And if you remember in the Old Testament that the high priest would wear an ephod and in that ephod there were two stones, two rocks, the Urim and the Thummim. It was a white rock, it was a black rock. And I've preached on this and taught on this through the years and so I'm not gonna try to belabor all of that issue but they were without the Holy Spirit infilling in the Old Testament, of course. And so when they were up against a situation that they did not have an answer, there was not a ready answer. I know this can be taken out of context in your mind if we're not careful but just keep this in the scripture that 
and the Urim and the Thummim, hear me as assuredly today, was not something they reached into every time. This is not, this was not just the go-to thing. They depended on the Lord and they, they sought God for direction and God answered by many times signs and wonders to affirm. But there were times and there were situations where they just didn't have a ready answer and they just could not tell what to do. And so the high priest would that, on those rare occasions, reach into that pocket or pouch, if you please, and pull out one of those rocks. And one of those rocks, being white or being black, would, would determine yes or no. And so they never even went to the Urim or the Thummim. They never went to, even though this situation, it seems plausible. This seems logical. This seems like this could really be true. I mean, these people have played it up to the nines. You've got to admit it. I mean, they've, they've got worn out shoes. They've got mud cake. They've got wine that's in bottles that are torn. And, and uh, they, they've got bread that's moldy and crumbly. And they come along with a story that this was all hot when we left. These clothes, they were brand new when we left home. These shoes that are worn and caked with mud, they were brand new when we left home. We've been on a long, long journey. It was easy to believe that. But the truth eventually come to light. But the truth didn't come to light until they had already committed themselves and now there is nothing to do but make room in your life for another, another mistake. Nothing. There's nothing to do but just make room right here. I've got to leave provision right here for a mistake in my life that I can't get away from because I made a covenant. I made a commitment. I said, yes, you can live. And I say, oh, Lord, today, if there was ever a time that, that we need to be as sensitive to the Spirit and the power and the presence of the Lord as we could possibly be. I pray, Lord, that I will not just be guilty of walking out and observing the wind and say, well, this must be the day. Or the clouds and say, this must be the day. But I need to make, I need to make that a commitment to the altar and say, Lord, I need you to speak to my heart. Amen. I, I'm telling you this, this morning, what gripped me about this passage of Scripture is the fact that we're not talking about carnal people that didn't seek God. We're not talking about men that were not uh, accustomed to an altar of prayer that failed to seek God in this all-important matter. And so I would say today that if men of this caliber can make a mistake, then I find myself in the shadow of these men thinking how much more could I myself make a mistake? I need to be so careful and prayerfully consider the moves that I will make in my life because you see, there's just some things you can't undo. Some things you can't undo. How many things have been set into motion that those words, you know, we've used in the illustration a lot of times you say things and the words are right about there and you just wish, oh, if I could just, if I could just catch them and bring them back and erase them from this thing called time and history. If I could just pull that back, but it's a word said, it's a deed done and we can't roll that back. We can't fold that up and put it away. A few days ago, my wife and I made a purchase and we purchased this item it was rather large. We were looking at it online, rather large. We got to the store to actually pick it up. It was in a box that uh, was just about this wide, about this high. And, and uh, as we, I mean, I just began to, my heart just began to race. I was just about to hyperventilate because I was thinking, what if I had to put this back in the box? 
It took a team of engineers to get this in this box. And what if there's something wrong? And I don't know if all of my negativity brought about something wrong there, but uh, in fact, there was something wrong with it, and I felt obligated, and I almost took it on as a challenge to get it back. I'm going to put it back in the box. And you know what? We got it back in the box. But you could tell it had been out of the box. You know what I'm saying? I, could, I couldn't have just eased in the back door of the business and set it back on the shelf. It was obvious that somebody tried to put it back in the box. And there are situations just like that in our lives that, that tries, we may have folded up and put it away. There's always going to be evidence that we removed something that should have never been unsealed. We went somewhere, we, a path we should have never journeyed down. I just felt in my heart, amen, several days ago, several mornings ago, this week, this passage of scripture reading that, that I just need to sound a warning today, amen. God knows exactly what he's doing right now and who he's speaking to. And so I say, Lord, speak to me first, but help me to be careful that when it comes to matters that can affect my future, that they did not even seek the Lord but they just looked at something from a distance and said, you know, those clothes do look worn. Those shoes do look worn. Those wine skins do look worn. You do look worn. out. That bread is crumbly and moldy. But you see, all along, they were making it all up. There was nothing to it at all. The enemy will do whatever he can to gain whatever ground he can get. Amen. I need to weigh everything in my life against this, right? And may the Lord give us the grace we need today. Amen. Let's stand. What a tremendous presence of the Lord we felt. Amen. I just love the Lord with all my heart. I want to make heaven my home. And I'm sure not planning to go by myself. But let the Spirit of God be with us today. I would ask you to pray for our ministries this afternoon that will be uh, that will be going out. Pray for our daughter work in Madison that the Lord, would just continue to touch them and bless them. And, and uh, may brand new families walk through the door of that church today. Amen. Today. Today. I want to tell you something. A family in our church not long ago prayed that very prayer. And that happened that day. Amen. They prayed that a new family would go to the church in Madison. And that very Sunday, a brand new family walked in the door. So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that to, to sound out there. I'm telling you that we can pray a prayer and ask God to stir somebody's heart today and minister to them. Amen. Lord, I love you this morning. I thank you for your goodness and for your mercy and for the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the presence we felt today. I thank you for the anointing we felt today. And I ask you, oh God, to let your spirit, let your presence, let your anointing touch our lives Grant to us, Lord, the strength we need to live for you every day and to walk circumspectly, carefully, cautiously before you every day. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. 
For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.